0: People, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, bringing to you today, traveling pod number five. Guys, I am literally a week away for traveling again, uh, with traveling again to Malaysia on so many different reasons, uh... But you know what? It's going to be a beautiful experience. Today is not about me, though. Today is about talking about an article I came across. It's some things that you need to be aware of. Now, I don't know if a lot of you are traveling out there. This is the first time you're probably listening. Or maybe you're just listening because you're a long-time listener. Thank you very much. But you know what? There are a lot of different things that you have to avoid. Um, Of course, airport tax. We're going to talk about a lot of them. I'm going to talk about a lot of them. Not we are, but I am going to talk about a lot of them. And what I've been through in terms of these experiences. So, I was actually teaching. I came across a very, very interesting uh, article, you know, by Lonely Planet. The thing is, Lonely Planet was bought by some other people, and we don't even know if all that's fabricated. We don't even know if that's real. We don't even know if they're real human beings. We would love to listen to the real-life experiences and not just stuff that people have possibly taken from other people's mouths. So I'm going to give you my version of the stories and how I related so much to this article. Alright, now, of course, a lot of you in America, you guys are thinking about traveling and whatnot, but you have to be very weary of what you do. You always got to meet some real locals. Okay, and if you don't know anyone at the airport, oh my God. Boy, I got stories for today. So here we go. Let's just get right into this. Number one, fake police. Now, if you're traveling to Thailand, and I'm just going to call it like how I see it, if you're black, it could be very difficult for you because there are going to be masked, fake-ass immigration officers here. Now, let me give you an example of that. First thing first, I was actually walking down the street getting ready to check into a hotel four years ago. And I was accosted by five individuals. They had badges and they demand my passport. And I'm like, this is really weird. Why are they outside the airport? Why are they in a predominantly African community out here in Thailand? And then they started asking questions. And he was like, hey, can I look in your bag? And these guys, they did not give me their names. They did not give me their badge numbers. They didn't tell me. I was just completely clueless. I didn't know what was happening. And so he was looking in my bag. He's like, do you have drugs? And I was like, well, that's racist as fuck. What you? uh, uh," And then, right then and there, I think one of them, another one was looking through my passport. And I was getting ready to say, excuse me, give me my fucking passport, Brad. What the fuck is this about? Who the hell are you? Who's your lieutenant? Bring your sorry ass down here right now. I'm calling the United States Embassy on your ass. I didn't know anything about that. Because as a United States, of course, as an American, I do have rights. And my passport does carry a lot of weight. For those who are from England, Australia, Norway, uh, even South Korea... Our pass passports, they carry a lot of weight. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Because after an interrogation for about a minute, he realized that, oh, America. And they hurry up and gave me my passport back. And he said, okay, you can check in. I walked into the hotel and I didn't even check in. I walked off. And you know what's so even more fucked up? Excuse my French. Okay, but I was walking down the street. I saw these two African people inside the taxi. I don't know what they were waiting in there for. Once they got out, it was a woman and a man. Those five same ass assholes came running down there to check out their passports too. Now, were these fake police? I believe so. I believe if you do not have a uniform, honestly, if you're not reported to someone, and you, know, and this is what you do. This is I'm gonna tell you what to do because Lonely panic, they actually wrote something about this, and they're like, you know what? Take me down to the station. If you are really a police officer, take me down to the station and tell me what I'm arrested for. And not only that, I'm going to get the United States Embassy on line one right now. And once you mention that, they hurry up and say, go away, go away. Or they might just say, "Okay, no problem, no problem. You know why? Because they're not real. Guys, there are fake police everywhere. Now, of course, in countries such as Indonesia, such, I don't know about Laos, but like, you know, Vietnam is an extremely dangerous place. It could be China. It doesn't matter where you are. I don't know. It could be any country, goddammit. But I'm just telling you from my personal experience, these people have no right, no right whatsoever to ask you for identification if you're not doing a goddamn thing wrong. Now, if they say, oh, passport. Now, this has never happened to me again because they know I pack a powerful punch now. I know what a scammer is. Man, I live in Thailand. I've been living here for five years. And so when they come to me, I say, excuse me, passport. Yeah, I don't have to give it to you. I can show you. Now, what are you asking me for my passport for? Who the hell are you? What's your name, your badge number, and who's your lieutenant? And you know what? Get him on line one. I'm going to get the United States Embassy on line one because this is a harassment. See, I'm going to go real quick. And a lot of people will say, oh, no, that's just going to intensify bullshit. Because if I'm walking down the street and some asshole comes to me and asks me for my passport, He's considered fake. And you know what? You know what they'll do? They'll suggest your troubles will be all over if you pay a fine. You see what I mean? And they'll be like, oh, okay. Uh, and you know what? They'll ask for your passport to look at your visa. They'll try saying, oh, you know what? This visa, no, you are overstayed a little bit. You know what? Okay, just give me 1000 baht." That's a fake release. They're going to earn 1000 baht for you, $33, $50, $100. And you are fucked. I hear this happen so often in countries, especially like Thailand. So you gots to watch your ass if you come here. Now, number two, airport taxis. <sighs> they wrote this down. And I said, well, you know what? I've been a victim of this. You know, one time I actually came in uh, from Nakhon Si Thammarat. This is probably at the bare, like, I mean, like a year here. Less than a year here. And I remember I came into, a, a, of course, an international airport called Don Mung, which is in Bangkok, northern Bangkok. And the thing is, airport taxis are the biggest scam artists and extortionists of all time, especially if you're a foreigner. I'm going to tell you why. Now, the thing is, I tell you, I keep it real around here. All right. I know a lot of us. Oh, personal development. Yes, I got personal development, but I got to help y'all, too. Okay. Because if you plan on traveling, you think all Thailand is all diggity daggity doggity dog. You're going to come out here and get your ass robbed. So I'm here to help you. I'm here to throw some holy water on you. Now, keep on listening. Flew into Don got into the line. Never do this. I'm going to give you a recommendation. Now, when you go get an airport taxi, there are limousine services. And then there are the real taxi services, the taxi meter. That's what you want to get, right? However, there is a system of three women working at this line. They're very rude. And you know what? They speak Thai. And if you speak only English, you're fucked. Because what she's going to do, she's going to write something on the letter. You're going to get into the taxi. He's never going to turn the meter on. And when you get to your destination, you are fucking hosed. Oh, they, baby, this is explicit as hell. If this is hurting your ears, I suggest you turn it off because I'm keeping it real around here. And so, of course, hey, you know what? You're going to lose out on some money. Now, I'm going to give you an example. What was supposed to be a only three dollar journey, maybe four dollar journey turned into a ten dollar journey. And that is called 300 bot, and that's going from one location that's extremely nearby to the back of the airport to, you know, just the other side, which is probably about 7 km away. He didn't, he never turned on the meter, and he said 300, and there's nothing I could do because there's no, there's no way I'm going to be able to fight him. This, the, he already knew by looking in that neighborhood where my friend actually lives, there was no way that I was going to actually just throw my arms in the air in that type of neighborhood and have him turn all those Thai people against me, and it was going to be a lynching See what I mean, man? I'm not bullshitting. I am not bullshitting. Another time, man, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest extortion I've ever had in my life. Uh, I actually came here uh, the first time here in Thailand. And I remember this guy had to drive me from the airport into this very, very busy place called Nana. I didn't know there was an airport link. I didn't know I could take my luggage. I didn't know shit. Okay, But the thing is, this guy took me from the airport to my hotel. He took the longest mother effing route on the face of the planet. That meter, he put on the meter, but it would cost 1,000 baht, $33. That's the most unheard of price you have ever. And you know what? You know what they do with the meters? They jack it up. They twiddle it so the meter could go up higher and higher as the, K- the KM goes on. So what should be probably about a 400 meter goes double and it can even go triple if they know how to haggle that to or they- if they know how to, like, toggle with the system. This is scary. What can you do to avoid it? Obviously, grab taxi, Uber, and whatnot. Never take a taxi at the airport. That's bad news, man. Those motherfuckers are terrible. Okay, Arsenio, I got it. Taxis over here in England are good. I got it. I'm trying to give you advice. All right? If you come here to Thailand and you speak no Thai and you get in a taxi meter at the airport, you are so fucked. It's not even fucking funny. Excuse my French. Honestly, straight up. You're in trouble. And you know what? What can you do to avoid this? Obviously, you know, grab taxi, Uber, and whatnot. Hurry up and get yourself a SIM card once you get outside of the gates. And then once you get that SIM card, hey, you know what? You are on, oh, you are on your merry way. Because, you, of course, hurry up and order a blah, 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 and never do that. Guys, that's the worst. Okay, first, I got it. If you got children, fine. Go get yourself a taxi. Or at least pay the hotel to pick you up. All right? If you got the money, pay the hotel to pick you up because you know where your money's going. Alright, you never want to give your money to an extortion or a scam artist. Got it? Or you could just take that lovely airport link. Always, always. Okay, now if I go to Indonesia, you bet your ass I'm going to be t- trying to meet some Indonesians and say, Hey man, how do I get from the airport over here? They're going to tell me. I'm never going to go to a place bare ass naked and I'm never going to hop into the back of a taxi without knowing what the hell I'm doing and how it works. okay. Land in Sydney, Kingsford International Airport, I could take the train straight into the city, Queen Victoria Building. If I go into Melbourne, I could take a bus straight into King's Cross. This is how you do it. You gotta do your research. I failed miserably a few times at doing my research, and I got fucked big time. So, guys, airport taxis, hey, you know what? And never ever say how much. Because then they're going to say $500. I remember these two Korean people walked outside of Novotel Hotel. There were two doormen. And I overheard the conversation when I was running to the toilet. He, and the Korean said, hey, uh, how much is it to the airport? And the guy said 450 You see what I mean? That's fake. Because normally rides to the airport are between 300 and 350 So it's not the principle. It's not saying, oh, well, I could pay the extra $3. No, it's the fact that these people still exist and they're going to continue hurting the future tourists that actually come here you want to knock their ass out as clean as you possibly can to begin with and the thing is my ass is black okay they don't want to play with me because they automatically assume that i'm mike tyson so if i'm mike tyson that means i will chomp that goddamn ear off while he's driving oh yeah i'll take both of us off the bridge <laughs> like Martin Lawrence wanted to do to Mike Lowry back in uh, Bad Boys. You feel me? Oh, Timeshares! Oh my God. I just want to read this. I honestly want to read this and I'm going to give you my story. So here we go. Timeshares. Timeshares. Time there we go. Timeshares. You're literally approached by an extremely genial, right? Young man who offers you a scratchy car, no strings attached. He's friendly, so you accept the scratchy card, and oh, lo and behold, uh, you've won some sort of prize. Which could be anything from a t-shirt and cash to a holiday. What's the catch? The local insists you must accompany him to a hotel to collect your prize. If you haven't smelled a rat by now, you need your senses tested. The penny drops, you start staring at the ground and start shifting your feet uncomfortably. And the seemingly genuine local says that if you don't come with him, then he won't get paid for his job. However, if you end up going with him on arriving at the hotel, you'll be shuffled into a room with a bunch of other tourists and you'll be forced to watch an hour long presentation about timeshare apartments, which you are pressured into buying at a very special discounted price by these nasty ass Westerners. See, if you come out with your wallet intact, okay. But you know what? You're going to waste an entire hour, two hours, three hours, maybe even four hours. And you might even waste a lot of breath because you're going to be arguing with these sons of bitches. Now, let me give you my story. Me and Elisa. Yes, the girl that I've mentioned so many times on my podcast. I went to Arizona last year. And me and her, we actually, her and I, whatever you want to say, we woke up one morning, we got some blueberry pancakes, we went off, and we were like, man, we need to go find a hiking trail, let's go find an information center. Found an information center, we walked in, there was two guys, there was one white one, one guy over here, he was talking to some customers, we were talking to a guy over here, they were like, hey man, so what do you want to do? Okay, this this trail, this trail, this guy was very genuine as hell. And the next thing you know, he's like, so where are you guys staying? We're like, oh, we don't have a hotel tonight. He's like, oh, well, I got a place, you only have to pay $20. And I'm like only paid $20. And he's like, yeah, it's very beautiful. It has a plasma TV. It has this, it has that. And I'm looking at it and I'm just scratching my head. And I said, you know, the back part of my mind, it starts to, you know, I just start feeling something in the back of my neck. The hair begins to stand up. You know what? He's like, oh, all we need is a credit card to put down a deposit, this and that. And we read through that contract like crazy. Over and over and over. And you know what, Alisa, she was lucky enough to have only a fair amount. I think she only had probably like $120 on this credit card. They were trying to book her credit card for $650. There was some writing in there, whereas they were going to charge an additional $200. And so he was like, hey, yeah, you're just going to have to go see an apartment. You're going to have to see like a presentation, but you don't have to buy anything. And then next thing you know, I'm like, dude, a timeshare? This sounds like one of those ridiculous ass scams. Then the lady right next to us, she's like, no, I do not want a timeshare. She got very angry at the other guy. He's like, oh, no, but, you know, you just. She's like, no, no, listen, if you don't hurry up and book us the helicopter, I'm walking out. I do not want a timeshare. She was so stern. She was so assertive. I wrote on my phone in the notes section, and I said, Elisa, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get out. I know what this place is about now. So we went to Walgreens across the street. Credit card continued to get declined, declined, declined. He kept calling and saying, hey, your credit card got declined again. Hey, your credit card got declined again because he was trying to overcharge the credit card. And you know what? It was in print that we couldn't even read. And apparently we're going to go to this hotel, take take a helicopter, do this, do that. I think it was all a lie from the very beginning. Guys, these are timeshares. If they start saying anything about apartment or this or that, don't even pay for any other services. say, Excuse me? Is this a timeshare? We'll be leaving now. Thank you very much for your time. Be stern. Be assertive. Say what you say and get the fuck out. Okay? I don't give a damn if you're... I, listen, I'm nice too. I, I, if you guys met me, I'm like the nicest guy ever. It's kind of like when uh, my job, they call me. They're like, Hey AJ, can you come in at this time, this time? I need to say, Oh, sorry. No. I already told you guys I am not available in the morning. I didn't do that. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I could do that. And that's when, of course, the extortionists of course, not my job, but I'm talking about extortionists will take advantage of you. See, the moment you say, oh, I don't know, the moment you say, I don't know, they win. They got you. It's a mind game from there. And this is what these guys are about. And I actually made a podcast on that a while back, and I'm probably going to make a blog on this, too, within the next couple of days. So stay (laughs) tuned for that. Oh, my God, I'm on a rant. So, guys, timeshares. Anytime someone promises you something, you're in trouble. Guys, motorbikes, tuk-tuk drivers. First of all, if you come to Thailand, never take that that three-wheeler trolley bullshit. Those guys are the biggest, and they're owned by the mafia. Stay the hell away. And, of course, the mafia is owned by you-know-who. So, anyways, if we actually talk about motorbikes, right? Motorbikes, if you do not state your price, you're screwed. I remember this sorry-ass teacher I used to work with. His name was Stuart. Who cares? Uh, he was like, hey, out from here to there, it only costs 40 baht. And I said, okay. So I got on the next motorbike, and I looked at him, and I said, hey, how much is it? He didn't say anything. He just told me to get on. And I said, 40 baht, right? He didn't say anything. I got on. He was like, oh, 50 baht. And the thing is, there's no way I can actually fight my way off. This is three years ago. Of course, this will never happen again. Because I'll get in a fight. I'll be willing to die For 33 cents. That's right. As long as he gets destroyed. Because the thing is. These people. They love to take advantage of you. And so guys. To be honest with you. Skytrain. And public transportation. Is your best bet. Know where you're going. Do the Google Maps. Figure it all out. Before you leave. Snapshot some photos. If you don't have a phone. I don't give a damn. Get on the Wi-Fi at your hotel. And take pictures of your monitor. Because the last thing you want to do. Is get in. In a taxi. This happens in Malaysia too. Alright. Taxi driver charged me $50 for a trip that wasn't that far away. But actually. For $30. I get to ride in a very very comfortable hotel. Straight into the terminal. So what I'm telling you right now. It is a very 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 sketchy ass world out there. And the motorbike scams. Are just as bad. Now I've never heard of hotel scams. Of course you know Lonely Panic wrote about that too. Uh, In terms of like hopping off a train and going on a bus. No, listen, guys, be smart. Don't be a stupid ass backpacker. Sorry for the backpackers out there who might listen to this. But guys, the moment you put yourself in the very, very poor category with all the other poor ass travelers, you're going to have poor tendencies, poor tendencies, and things are going to ultimately end up happening to you in terms of your poor tendencies. So people get their passports stolen, people get their bags broken into, people lose shit, you know, you know, money just disappears. And of course, everyone's just going to look at you and shrug your shoulders like it ain't nothing. These are some of the most critical, and I mean some of the most critical aspects of traveling. Because this is going to make or break. This is going to even be, you know, just be an absolutely gorgeous holiday or it's going to be a catastrophe. Hell, when I went to Laos just this past month. <clears throat> when I went to Laos, because we're on the cusp of uh, Independence Day real soon. When I went to Laos, <clears throat> I made sure that the hotel was legit. I made sure that I knew who were the people that were going to pick me up. I made sure he promised this. I made sure about that and the drinks and this and that. And everything was absolutely perfect. This is very, very Critical. If you literally go to another country without booking anything, you're already setting yourself up for a fucking scam. Straight up. Now, there was another scam in here. I'm going to really tell you guys about this because this was shocking to me. So you got a bar and tea shop scam. So here we go. I'm going to read it out. Notoriously aimed at male travelers. Young... Young... Local girls approach a tourist, and after gaining trust with some idle chit-chat, you agree to accompany them to a local bar or tea shop. Thrilled at the opportunity to converse with a couple of local lasses, you offer to buy them a drink. On the receipt of the bill, the girls are gone, and all you are left with is a massive shock when you have a glimpse at the sum total. Which can amount to hundreds of dollars. This happens so often in Thailand. Honestly, for all the men, uh, and I'm just going to call it how I see it. If some of you are white of any goddamn nationality. For some reason, the majority of you always are the victims. You get that shit beat out of you in the streets in Patea by the Mafia. You get thrown out of a bar and the hookers end up beating you up in the middle of the street. The goddamn videos are on YouTube. It's shocking. Honestly, do not get completely inebriated in any country. Because once you do, very uh, uh, auspicious and very suspicious men are going to turn up. And there's going to be a couple of them, maybe even three, maybe even four. They're going to be looking at your every move. Because you know what? Some people are probably going to be like winking or doing some head gestures to say, hey, this guy's drunk. Let's take his money. Let's give him a fat bill. If he doesn't pay, beat the shit out of him. Immigration police won't do anything. The tourist police won't do anything. And the police are all in, all, 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 all in it. See what I mean? I'm giving you guys this information because I've seen these things happen so much. When you get your first beer, you always say, excuse me, how much is the beer? 60 I want to pay it now. Thank you very much. Pay everything right then and there. If you end up saying, oh, I'm going to get some shots. Never, ever wait. Ever. Don't ever wait. And if you do, if you do end up waiting, please take a picture of everything you've purchased. And put a time or a clock up or something like that, you know, in the picture. When you actually purchased it. Because if you don't, I swear you're going to be in an absolute nightmare. And this happens a lot here in Thailand. It happens. Guys, here, Indonesia is a scam. I was in Bali. And you know what? Let's just put it this way. Let's just say I had $10. Went to the Circle K outside of my hotel. Not too far. Just a couple clicks up. Walked over there. And I went to this hotel and these people were there. Okay. And I got this. I got that. Absolutely disgusting service. And next thing you know, I saw the guy, right? And let's just say the milk cost two dollars. I saw the guy scan it three times. And of course, it turned out to six dollars. And so I I glanced back and I realized I'm like, dude, that milk was only two dollars. This guy just scanned it three times to make it six so he doesn't have to give me back the change. And guess who gave me that insight? One of my students who ended up studying epidemiology at the University of Sydney. One of my ex-students. She said, Arsenio, please be careful when you go to Bali and make sure you get back the right change. Always check your change. They do not give you the right, the correct change back. They don't. And so because of she gave me, her giving me that insight, I said, uh, how much was that milk again? And he ended up erasing everything and trying to scan it again. I was like, you know what? I'll be back. I'm going to go get some change. He's like, okay. I walked out. I said, like, go oh, fuck yourself. He you got your goddamn mind. Of course, I didn't say it to him. But I was saying it in my head. And I said, oh, my God. I forgot her name. I completely forgot her name. I stopped talking to her a while back. I forgot her name. May. I, don't, I can't remember. But she was the one that actually helped me at that given moment. Because that could have been pure chaos. Could you imagine? Be like, oh, well, okay. This happened to, an, happened to me in America when I was a kid, too. 1997. I still, 1998. Because that's when Michael Jordan la- won his last finals. I remember it was right around that same time. I went to AM and PM, which is a convenience store. I don't know if it exists anymore. But I went there. $5. I bought two pieces of candy, which were very, very cheap back then. I was supposed to get $4 back. All he did was give me $1 back, and I cried, I cried, I cried. I told my stepmother, she's like, uh, okay. He didn't give you, you, you your correct change back, so where's the candy? I ate all the candy, I ate all the evidence, and we were never able to get back the candy. But she went there, She's very upset, and she knew what was going on, too. I was a child. And this is America, too. America. So there are some things that you seriously need to watch out for. Just yesterday on the bus, okay? In terms of, you know, uh, what was it? The bus ride is normally, um... Twelve bot, so the bus ride is about forty cents, right? And so this lady, she gave me a di- very dirty look when I first got on the bus, and she gave me a dirty, yeah, when I first got on the bus, sat down, she came to me, and next thing you know, I gave her a tw- you know twenty bot, right? So just say I gave her twenty bot, 20, 20 cents in change. She was supposed to give me eight back. She only gave me three back. I said, hey, I told her come over here nastingly. People are looking at me. I did I not give a fuck about these people. Hey, bring your ass over here. I know, self-control, got it. But the thing is, the bitch knew what she was doing. Because I saw her when she first walked over to collect my money. She initially had picked that eight out. And then I heard a ting. So she threw something back in. She gave me my change. The ticket said 12. But she only gave me three back. Trying to pocket Five. And then she was trying to act stupid when she came up to me. She's like, oh, oh, five. Oh, oh. Bitch, you knew what you were doing. Give me my change or you're flying the fuck out the window. (laughs) Oh, my God. Good times. (laughs) You're flying the fuck out the window. (laughs) Guys, it's not about the money. It's about the principle. God damn it. So, guys, with that being said, man, I really hope this helps you. I hope this helps you along your journey. Never get into a car. Never get offered. If someone offers you anything on the street, say, fuck you, stay away. No. All right, you're going to have the beggars. You're going to have beggars in India. They're going to come up to you with their hands open and stuff like that. Be stern. Say, no, I don't have any. Thank you. Get nasty. Give them a dirty look. All right? That's the only way. If I swear, the moment you give them a smile and the moment you give one something, 50 others are going to come running at you. Depends what country you're in. And we're just trying to make it a better generation for everyone else. So if you guys say, oh, well, you know what? Oh, you only, okay, you just had to pay two extra dollars. That's not the point. The point is, is that he's going to continue going on his stint of extortion. Taking money from people and ruining travels. This could be in any country, but I'm just telling you from my personal experience. So guys, with that being said, man, what a crazy ass episode of Traveling Pod. You know, I was firing off, you know, in terms of the timeshares and this and that. And then I just told you everything that I go through in my daily life and what I've been through. You just got to be smart. You got to. And with that being said, guys, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening in a week. I'm going to Malaysia. So stay tuned for that. Over and out.